about an hour with Josh Centers on iOS 16 and iPadOS 16 Part 2. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is a fleet visibility solution for Mac, Windows, and Linux that can help you securely scale your business. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part two in our first about an hour with session. This time we talked to Josh Centers about iOS 16 and iPad OS 16. And this is part two where we discuss a number of different aspects and also took more questions from our YouTube chat room. Let's go back and hear what Josh has to say. Well, Michael in the chat room says, my view on Stage Manager, it's useful that for those who have an iPad with a keyboard and a pointing device. And that's great, Michael. Um, but I can have a, a whole lot of effectiveness with something called a MacBook or a MacBook Pro. And and that's where I get, you know, we're about to go into this argument of should the, is the iPad a production device or is it a limited production device or right. is it a consumption and curation device? I mean, it, it, and it depends on you, but I know so many people that are so hot to have their iPad replace their MacBook pro. And yet they're Josh, I'll use your phrase. They keep bolting on things. Sometimes it's hardware. They're bolting on to mm-hmm. turn it into a MacBook pro or a MacBook. And so then why not just get a MacBook and be done with it? Yeah, that's that's really thorny. Um, my my mother, I got her an iPad a few years ago uh, to replace a a dead MacBook, and she has used that sucker ever since. She loves it. It's it's the computer she always wanted, and and um, for her use case, it's it's amazing. Um, my wife, you know, when um, the pandemic, she decided she was going to stay home and homeschool our kids. Um, you know, we had the choice between, you know, I'll get you a MacBook Air or uh, you can have an iPad. She's like, well, I want an iPad. And she was really happy with it at first because she could use the, the Apple Pencil. And, you know, she she's the sort of person, she has really good handwriting. Mine looks like, you know, a doctor with, um you know, who's had something horrible happen to him. Like, it just, it looks, it's really bad. And uh, I'm a typist. And so she really enjoyed it at first, but now... She's come with more frustrations as there are websites and apps that do not work properly on the iPad that, you know, there are workflows. They're just little edge cases that you, that you bump, bump into, um, that, that you're off the, you're off the paved road that, that work just fine on a Mac or even on windows or even desktop Linux. And, uh, they just don't work well on the iPad. Um, just lots of little things. And so it's, it's always a hard question for me to answer. And so, you know, when I do get the, um, you know, Apple buying advice, um, I kind of laid it out like this. Like for most people, if you're unsure, get the Mac. Um, if you're, if you really like the, the pencil input, then the iPad is the way to go. And, you know, for people like artists, uh, I don't know where a draftsman, wherever you call that sort of person these days, you know, if, if, if you, if you make a living by putting pen to paper or, you know, something visual, then an iPad can make a lot of sense for you, you know, cartoonists, uh, you know, people like that. But now if, if you're doing a lot of heavy duty stuff, like heavy duty mouse and keyboard, um, I think the Mac's the way to go. Okay. 
when you when we started out, you said that there weren't a lot of features that were compelling to folks, and that was one of the reasons maybe we were seeing the the hesitancy of upgrades. Mm-hmm. And and I want to touch on it's a little thing, but to me, it's become a big thing, um, and that is the lock screen widgets and the lock screen lock screen customization. Yeah, now we can do. Um, I really didn't think that I cared until I had it, and then now mm-hmm. I would definitely never want to give it up. Where do you stand on on that aspect of 16? Well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. My opinion doesn't really matter. You know, it's whether people like it or not. Um, I'm of two minds on this. I see the appeal. Um, uh, it definitely has some uses we can talk about. Let me uh, let me screen share here. But, um, I mean, personally, um, I guess I'm a curmudgeon at this point. I think it's kind of a distraction. Um, you know, it's one. it's something to mess with to mess with in my opinion so okay are we seeing the lock screen there yeah got it okay so um some of the stuff you can do here uh maybe there we go okay so you see i had uh this weather lock screen and you can create different custom lock screens um you always have this default i don't think oh you can get rid of that okay so I got a picture of my wife there. Um, they have these really nice. Uh, we'll just look at some of the options. So um, Apple's done a great job with this. In fact, I think what's funny is I think this makes for a better photo browser than photos because it's the, the suggested photos. So you can see, uh, you know, I have some suggested photos here from my library. It does a good job of pulling out uh, interesting ones um, or at least ones that would seem interesting. You also have the photo shuffle. I really like the weather and astronomy lock screens that you can do. You can get like pictures of the weather one's brilliant because it shows the current, like whether it's night or day and it shows the current weather. Like if it's raining, it'll be raining in the background, um, shows the rotation of the earth, uh, shows the position of the moon, the emoji one, um, actually kind of interesting. Even Adam makes like this, even though he's kind of a curmudgeon on emojis, um, because you can, you can do lots of really interesting things like, um, let's see oh, yeah, here, you can do a spiral and you can, uh, you can edit the emojis. So if you don't want the aliens, you can do, uh, I don't know, clowns and planets. And I don't know, I, I'm really bad at, uh, designing these things. Uh, watermelons, I don't know, guy puking, uh, like the watermelon galaxy. So, um, there are these different collections, different things. Yeah, yeah, the widget. Let's talk. Yeah, we'll talk about the widgets here in just a second. So we'll just choose something at random here. Uh, yeah, it's a really nice picture of my wife here. So, um, and one of the cool things you can do uh, is it can uh, the AI can make it so it puts the subject over top of uh, the the time display, which is isn't really the best example of that. So you have these widgets, and uh, there's some really interesting ones. One thing you can do if you tap the the date here, you can add a widget. <laughs> you can add a widget uh, up there. Like for instance, I have my athletic. This is a great app. If you if you've ever heard of the Whoop Band, this is basically the same software except for an Apple Watch, and it's way cheaper. And so I can add my my recovery percentage. You can tell uh, this is I'm at 28 percent right now. This is how great a shape I'm in at the moment. Um, we can add some widgets down here. You can add up to there are um, two different sizes, a smaller one and a larger one. You can have four of the small ones or two of the larger ones. And uh, you can see some different options here. 
see. Ooh, overtrained. Yeah. Had a good workout at the gym yesterday. And we can do things like, yeah, like Michael was mentioning. They have these little home kit widgets, climate sensor, security accessory, lights. Yeah, so I want some lights. Let me mess with the lights. Screw with the kids uh, while we're doing this here. Some of these are new for me. I didn't realize Grammarly had one now. That's cool. And uh, Facebook Messenger. Todoist has a really cool one because um, I love this app for capture. Because I can tap this real quick. I can tap that and add something to my to-do list uh, without having to even unlock the phone, which is really cool. So what do these do? What does this do? And then uh, it says, usually I just set wallpaper pair and it blurs whatever the picture is for your home screen wallpaper. So I can come in here. Okay. Let's see. So that opens up to my lights in the home app. Pretty cool. And um, something I should say about the widgets, if you haven't used these yet, um, they're more like Apple Watch complications than they are. Um, oops, what a weird effect. Uh, they're more like Apple Watch complications than they are the home screen widgets you're probably used to. I don't know why the screen keeps going dark. But yeah, you can add as many of these as you want. Here's something really interesting. You might see at the bottom, it says focus. You can tap that. You can link a focus to a to a lock screen. And that's a two-way link. Like for instance, I have this one uh, over here for my fitness focus, right? So if I click that, and, and that puts me into that focus. And likewise, we'll go to this one. This isn't tied to anything. So now if I come here and I set my focus to fitness, my lock screen changes. So that's a two-way link. If you if you switch to that lock screen, it switches to that focus. And if you switch to that focus, it switches to that lock screen. Um, and that really freaked me out at first because I thought it was just one way. I thought it was like if you if you turn on the focus, it, it switches to that lock screen. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. We'll just switch to that for now. And here's some other ones. That, that to doist one. So I can tap there and and uh I can I can you know just add whatever I need to real quick to Todoist. That's a great little uh, tip for capturing things, um, ideas to do, things like that. See so my AirPods are charging okay. I have uh, something going on at eight thirty in the morning. So yeah, those are pretty cool. The lock screen stuff is cool. Um, oh, also, I don't really talk about the fonts. I heard um, I heard some uh, tidbits readers, they were complaining about the fonts. They don't like the fonts. If you don't like the fonts, um, if you don't like any of them, I apologize, because some of these are kind of funky by Apple standards. Um, but uh, if you tap that first one, that's like your kind of regular with the font they've been using, either that one or that one. Those are like kind of the more regular Apple fonts. The rest of these are a little more avant-garde. Uh, you got so the the military stencil there. You got the, um, what, do you, what do you call that? Um, Art Deco kind of, kind of text there. And you can customize the color on this. So uh, hot pink isn't really my thing. Uh, yellow. I get in trouble here is I'm really bad at this. Uh, yeah, you don't want me designing your, your lock screen. Um, this is kind of why I like Apple in the first place, right? They just, uh, they just make it pretty for you. You don't have to do any work. Uh, but yeah, you can, kind of looks all right, I guess, if you're doing like a, uh, great Gatsby kind of thing. 
You can also here's an interesting little thing. You tap that globe, you can uh, you can change the uh, the numerals to uh, Arabic Indic or Devanagari, which I probably did not pronounce that right, but. So some neat little things there. All right, does anyone have questions about lock screen? Or, or we can talk about the focus stuff too. Like, uh, uh, There's a lot of really good uh, additions to focus in iOS 16. Before we leave the lock screen, Josh, sure. thank you thank you for that, because I think that may be, by you doing everything you just did, there's so many things there that not just from an, not just from a fun standpoint, but from an actual usability standpoint, um, an accessibility standpoint, you can change the fonts. I know, I, I'm not sure which version it was, but they went from sort of a standard font back to a thin font and the mm -hmm. accessibility people had it, it went crazy. Now mm -hmm. you can call, you can change the font style to, to, to some degree, um, but you can change the color, you can change the background. So if you do have any kind of visual challenges, now you're pretty much in control. You may not be able to make it look pretty, but you can definitely make it useful for you. But the one thing I've, and I'm still not quite sure how I feel about it. You just said that you can tap uh, your one button there and go in and add something to your to-do list. So mm -hmm. that means that means if if I'm sitting at a restaurant with you and you get up to go to the restroom and leave your phone there, I can tap your to-do list mm -hmm. and see what's in the to-do list. Uh, not necessarily. So um, uh, let me try to do this so it's not so it's still locked. Let's see, make sure it's locked. Okay, so if if it's locked, it's you got the little lock right there. I tap that; it should, yeah. See, face ID okay. or touch ID. Um, so yeah, that's that's taken care of. That's that's uh all done through uh, that security. So okay, I, I just you know I'm looking at these things and I'm wondering you know just how how far into your phone can something get, and for that matter, and you got to be careful when you're deciding what you want to have on your screen because. There may be things that you just would rather not have somebody know that you are accessing. I'm not thinking anything terribly nefarious, sure. but you know, if like I have on my my lock screen, I have um, a, a widget for um, Overcast, so mm -hmm. that whatever I'm listening to on Overcast, there's a little display there that says what it is, and I tap it and I go right back to it. And that's mm -hmm. great, but it also is revealing to the world what it All is right. I'm listening to. All, all your episodes of Infowars and the Bannon War Room <laughs> just there yeah. for the world to see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so, so yeah. Okay, let's talk about this for a second because I, I haven't had a chance to talk about that in a long time. Um, yeah, there's a lot of improvements here. There, there are some some things to be aware of. So, for instance, you're looking right here. Um, this was not. Yeah, this is still locked. If you go to the today view, which is just off to the side there, if you if you swipe um, right, you're, you're going to see this, and you're going to see the calendar weather forecast uh you're gonna see my to-do stuff and um you know nothing too bad but you I mean you basically see my schedule for tomorrow and uh so that's something to be aware of so if you put anything in that today view just understand um that's that's a potential problem um hmm. don't want to show everyone my well uh let me stop share just for a second. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, we don't I've want broken, to say anything we shouldn't, Josh. <laughs> I have broken. Um, now, let me see. Let me make sure I know exactly where that is. Um, 
because there is um <laughs> see i haven't got i haven't had a chance to talk about this in a while so um i i've lost where it is let's see sound let's see let's search there are settings well your phone doesn't freeze up While Josh is playing with that chat room, if there's anything that you, because uh, we're starting to run just a little bit short on time, um, if there are any questions you have for Josh or any issues that you want to hear him talk about, please um, throw them mm -hmm. in. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. So this is embarrassing. I think I've forgotten uh, where to, uh, let's see. You want me to I've Google it for you? You probably wrote yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I I know at one point I wrote about it in a book, um, but it's been it's been a long time. I uh, see iOS uh, lock screen. We'll just say you see, yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Dirt. Where it's always been. Where it's always been. It's been a very long day. Very tired. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is a fleet visibility solution for Mac, Windows, and Linux that can help you securely scale your business. The challenge with endpoint security has always been that it's difficult to scale, and when remote work took over, that challenge got exponentially harder. You need visibility into your fleet of devices in order to meet security goals and reduce service desk tickets. But how do you get that visibility when different parts of your company run on Mac, Windows, and Linux? You get Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, regardless of their operating system. Collide gives you real-time access to your fleet's data and can do things that traditional MDMs can't. And instead of installing intrusive agents or locking down devices, Collide takes a user-focused approach that communicates security recommendations to your employees directly on Slack. You can answer every question you have about your fleet without intruding on your workforce. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with a goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Again, collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. So if you go into um, settings, face ID and passcode, or uh, touch ID and passcode, or you know whatever ID they got now, um, let me make sure this is indeed the right place. Yes. Ah, yes. I knew I would jog my old noggin here. Thinking on my feet. Okay. There we go. And we're back to a share. All right. Beautiful. So if you go into settings, face ID and passcode, and you must enter your passcode when doing that, you can, uh, control everything that's on your lock screen. So today view. Let's turn that off real quick. Uh, notification center. That's another one, uh, you know, you may consider. Now, of course, with uh, uh, face ID and also, so the trick with touch ID um, is is you hold, like you don't press the button, you just put your, your thumb or whichever finger you use over it and that will unlock it um, to let you see that stuff. Control center, you can block access to that. Probably not the worst idea. Um, Lock screen widgets, uh, live activities, Siri. That's a, that's another one too, because like someone can pick up your phone and start asking Siri, "Hey, what's on my calendar tomorrow?" Um, home control. That's another one you may want to turn off. But um, so I turned off today view, 
So we'll go back to our lock screen there and we'll keep it locked. And so now I'm trying to swipe. I can't swipe. You can't see it there, but it's just, it will not let me swipe uh, right to left. It will not show that today view at all. So that again is uh, in face ID. Okay. Oops. I'll have to uh, have to end that there because then I have to put my passcode in. Um, but yeah, again, uh, settings, face ID and passcode or settings, touch ID and passcode or, or possibly even settings, just passcode. Uh, if you, <laughs> I don't think there's a dev any devices like that that support iOS 16, but um, that you go in there and then under allow access when locked, you have a number of switches that let you control all of that stuff. Yeah, I, that's good. And that was good to see that because there are some things there that, um, frankly, I I didn't know that I could turn off my uh, reminders on the phone. And I kind of like mm -hmm. that idea because I'm sitting here looking at one and I, I really, yeah, I, I'm not sure I need to see that, um, you know, on this, on the lock screen because it's going to pop up anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, but each to their own, each to their own. And good news. I just got iPad. Uh, uh, I iPad OS 16.1 installed again. So <laughs> I can I can demonstrate from that now, right at the end of the show. Okay, that's cool. Eh? That's good. Um, you said that what you what did you say you wanted to talk about? Um, oh um, what aliens. Um no. Uh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about focus a little bit. Yes, I, I, focus. I do want to I, okay, so focus um is kind of a feature I hate. Um and it's it's not because it's not useful. It's because it's so uh, dadgum complicated, and um, it's still really dadgum complicated. Um, but it is more useful now. And the main reason it's useful are we seeing uh, focus now? So yes. uh, excellent. So if I go into this is just my test focus here. So um, before. Uh, this made it almost kind of useless, at least for me, because you could only choose um, which apps to allow and which people to allow. And you had to do that on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So if you're going to set up like three or four different focus modes, like Apple wanted you to, you had to go in and like, yes, this app, yes, this app, yes, this app, you know, and just over and over and over. So I'm like, why don't they just make it so you can exclude apps? And um, actually, I'll go to another focus to show you um, the fruit of this. So what you can do now in iOS 16 makes all the difference in the world. So I created this focus called family. And the concept is I want to be able to get text messages. I want to be able to get notifications from most things. There are just certain people I don't want to hear from w when I'm spending dedicated time with my family. Like, you know, nothing against them. It's just that's family time. Like, you know, I don't want people contacting me through Slack. I don't want people contacting me through Discord. I don't want to hear about people from Telegram or Twitter. You know, I you know I want to be able to focus on my family. So if I go in here to apps, you have two settings on the top. You have allow from and silence notifications from. And so if you go to silence notifications from, that is more like a um, a block list. I believe that is the the kosher term people recommend now. Um, so you can explicitly say I do not want notifications from these apps you know it also applies to people you know you can explicitly um add people to exclude but for the most part we're about apps and so now of course you can still do if you want to do it so you uh, so so i just switched that now it it would only allow notifications from these apps oh yeah that is a neat trick so so michael just mentioned you can ask siri to take a screenshot now 
uh, which is which is an excellent point. You can also do um, I could do uh, it, this would be hard to show. I'm not sure it'll show up through QuickTime, um, but you can um, you uh, there's a uh, feature called Assistive Touch, and it gives you like a custom on-screen button uh, that you can um, tie to different actions. Um, I, I can probably do a whole show just on that, but um, but you can see kind of th that's really to me the big thing with focus. There are some other nice improvements we talked about um, tying it to a lock screen. And uh, they do have these focus filters. I want to touch on these very briefly. I don't tend to use them, but what these are handy for um, is to hide certain content from you. Um, a, a really good use case is if you have a, uh, a machine where you have a work email account and a personal email account. And so let's say you have a work focus. And so you want to hide your personal email while you're in your work focus, or maybe, uh, you know, you have a, not work fo focus. <laughs> I never hear from you, Michael. I don't need a shortcut to block you. Um, so uh, I, I should make a shortcut to, to pester you. Um, so uh, so you can do, uh, you can select which accounts you want to show up during a focus, or you can, um, uh, yeah, you can show which ones to, to show. And the nice thing, so I, I'm going to go, just go ahead and hide so we're going to just hide that. We're going to family focus because I want to show you what it does because this is important. So it's going to hide all those email accounts in the email app. Um, yeah. So um, nothing important here, just iCloud. So let's uh, see, this is filtered by focus. I can tap turn off up there at the top. So I, I kind of warn people about this at first because I'm very leery of anything that changes the things you see and don't see because I, I feel like that could make you feel a little gaslit, I believe is uh, the, the, the term the kids use these days. So, but you don't, it's not really that much of a concern. Actually, I'm just delete that filter. I'm not big on the focus filters, but um, you can also do stuff like you can um, turn on low power mode when it's tied to a focus, like you can tie it to your sleep focus. So it just automatically turns on low power mode, uh, change your appearance to dark. Um, I actually do the, do use that for the sleep focus and uh, third party apps can support this, uh, like Noir, which is a plugin for Safari that, um, adds dark mode to any web page. Um, and, uh, I'll have to play with that there, see what it does, but you know, just kind of get a sense here. You can hide different calendars, you know, um, or show different calendars depending on what focus you're on. Uh, so yeah, lots of, lots of neat little stuff there. Potentially very useful. So some some quick things about focus. All right, we have just a few minutes, I think. So is there anything else uh, we can we can cover real quick for everybody? I don't see any questions in the chat room, so I'll just ask the the one I was saving for the very end because I'm not sure you'll have a lot to say about it, but I know you have an opinion about it, okay. and that is okay. Dynamic Island. Dynamic Island. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion. Um, wow. I, I've looked at I've looked at this year's iPhones, and uh, I just uh, honestly, like now that I know, I'm almost certain uh, we're switching to USB C next year. I think I'm going to try to hold that one more year if I can, just so. I can go ahead and make that jump um, and not have to worry about transition. Um, I do think it's cool. It's the most interesting thing they've added since the iPhone 10. That along with the always on screen. Um, 
Uh, I've seen some really neat examples of what it can do. I'm not sure. It's going to take a while to see if it, if people really find it useful or if it's just a gimmick that's that's like a pleasant gimmick um, or if it's more like the touch bar where it actively irritates people. I don't think it will be because the touch bar replaced function keys and people really like their function keys. I know I do. Um, so this is more like of an addition instead of a replacement. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how well it takes off. But there, there are some really neat uh, use cases for that so far. So I'm, I'm optimistic. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. I know the first time we talked, I think it, it was, we really hadn't seen that much of it. And it felt a little bit more like a gimmick. But once you get your hands on it, uh, there's there's something about it, at least for me, that I find compelling. And I'm just anxious to have developers take a little more advantage of it. Well, so, you know, just, we, we, talk, we talked about Apple experimenting and trying different things. Some things work, some things don't. And so it's, uh, that's part of the fun, right? Well, you and I think so, at least. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure everybody agrees with that, but. Hey, Josh, thank you so much. This was a whole lot of fun. Um, I've, I think we gave some folks uh, some good information. Um, and yeah. Okay. Michael says he has a new 514. He's fonder of Dynamic Island than he thought he'd be. Michael, that's exactly the way I feel about it. I'm anxious to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, and, and one word, uh, talking about the notch. I have seen some, some apps now are um, taking advantage of the notch. Uh, in ways they hadn't before. Um, there's a game Gruber linked to it. Uh, if you go to Daring Fireball and scroll back a bit, there's like a, uh, uh, what was it? It's not Pong, it's uh, Breakout. They have a version of Breakout where it bounces off either the, the dynamic, dynamic Island or the Notch, and, and it's pretty fun. So anyway, sorry, I had, yeah, to, no. had to mention that. No, we got to get the plug-in. Yeah. Um, Josh, I wanted you to go through your contact information so folks can reach out to you if they have questions and find out where else and what else you do. Mm -hmm. Oh, my phone number. No. Um, so uh, uh, you can read my current Apple writing at tidbits.com. Of course, you should buy the book, Take Control of iOS 16 and iPadOS 16. Still uh, brand new is only $14.99. Uh, one thing that has not gone up due to inflation Um if it had, it'd be like $25.99 or, or I don't know, $30 or I don't know, whatever it's going to be tomorrow. But for now, uh, you know, same price as last year. And there's an upgrade price if you have an, uh, the older version, the iOS 15 book. And uh, of course, you get my other books also at takecontrolbooks.com. Um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, if, if that's a thing, if you like Elon's you know, new party over there, uh, I am Jay Centers uh, or just look up Josh Centers. I'm very easy. To, I'm all too easy to find on Twitter. Uh, some other things I do, I have um, a uh, for all your Apple buying needs, uh, applebuyingadvice.com, uh, which I desperately need to update for the um, uh, for the I, new iPads. I haven't quite decided with the best iPad for most of it. Basically, uh, Apple buying advice. I, I, I try to be sort of like a wire cutter for Apple devices. Um, you know, if somebody's like, ah, which iPhone should I get? Which Mac should I get? Which iPad? And I try to give like, really simple easy recommendations that that you know are actionable they're simple enough for most people and then uh finally i if you're interested in preparedness at all i have a substack called unprepared that's unprepared.life and uh it's uh seven dollars a month but uh most of the content is free um and uh of course uh, appreciate your support on that and we do have a lot of good stuff we we recently uh, i interviewed emily hinkle who just has um 
just the most heartbreaking story ever. Her and her boyfriend, uh, their car uh, got two flat tires in Death Valley, and uh, and she ended up uh, fighting to survive uh, in Death Valley. And it's uh, it's a really harrowing story. And if you're into outdoors, it's it's a good one to listen to, um, just so you know you, you know stuff to be ready for. Um, but it, on the happier end, yeah, definitely get the iOS book and uh, <laughs> be ready for uh, uh, be ready for uh, you know playing with all your devices. Great. Josh, thanks so much. We will do this again. Uh, really, really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Now yeah. your your instructions are to go get some sleep. Yeah, desperately <laughs> need sleep. <laughs> folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This has been a Mac Voices Take Control live event. I want to th- thank all the folks in the chat room. They've been throwing comments in, threw some questions in. Really, really appreciate you being here. Uh, we're, it, I consider this a success, so we're going to do more of this. Um, and I hope you'll join us then. Until then, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.